Episode 34, Spontaneous Self-Discovery. Spontaneity, living momentarily, forever is presenting itself incessantly. For all of time, just wake and be. What's good, peeps? Welcome to the Indefatigable Artist. I am your host, Lise, just a multimedia artist living in the 21st century. 34 episodes deep, and I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing or where I'm going with this podcast, but I do hope it's at least been insightful soothing for the creative soul, maybe provoking you into action. I can just get one person to write down one word. I'll count that as a success. Lease, noun, potential energy stored inside the chemical makeup of every living creature in the universe. That once recognized and harnessed, can be kinetically unleashed through passionately positive creative acts that do not directly or indirectly harm others. I say my name is Blease because that is what I want others to remember. There's only one Blease. There are a million Ryans out there, and I'm still Ryan at times, but he's a character who gets looked over. It's one particle in the ocean. In the novel, I have a couple characters. One is Bick, B-I-K. Lease is knowledge. And another, Breezy, who is the action. I won't give too many spoilers away, but Breezy has recognized his bleas and acts on it passionately, and he tries his best to spread it out to others. And that's what I try to do in my own way. There's a creative energy with infinite possibilities inside the eyes of everyone. I see. And for most, it gets blanketed with a sea of have-tos. I would, but I have to do this. I, I have to do that. I would work on that, but I have to do this this weekend. I have to spend my time doing something other than what I want to be doing. What is it that you want to be doing at the end of the day. If you have to spend eight hours to keep the lights on that day, there's still 16 other hours in that day. Schedule out that time. We all have obligations to keep the lights on, as they say. We can also be diligent and scheduling out our time and making the most of it. 
work towards that one step at a time. Who is it you want to be in every waking moment? Who are you? I've asked myself these questions and continue to do that. Every morning we wake up, we choose to be someone. Over time, the pathways in the brain make it easier and easier to be the same person we were the day before. By the choices we make, we choose to go down certain paths. Over the course of years, the paths become cemented. Anything off the path is too uncomfortable to walk on. It's too rough. And where that path leads is unknown. So most people don't even give it a chance. I want to continue to walk down the path I know as I know where that leads. And that's right back where I am. Just leave me alone. I don't have the energy to do it anymore. I have to do this or I have to do that. I have to do that today because I have to, bam, heart attack. I have to, I have to, I have to. When I was in Atlanta, I was going down Peachtree late at night. I looked over to my right and I see this beautiful big body Benz. Mercedes Benz S600 double AMG matte white. My dream car. It's the exact car that I have on my dream board. The one I made back in 2010. I thought to myself, looking at this car in Atlanta, driving that car is who I never became. In another universe, the person driving that car made all the right decisions to get them there, to have that car. All of the mistakes I made, that person never did. They made other mistakes, walked down different paths. I couldn't see the driver. I just looked at the car and just had a moment. A moment of introspection of looking at that car. What have I done wrong to get me in this position that I'm in? Where did I fuck up to not be there? Seeing that car also made me think of the scene in Tenet where the one car is driving in reverse and he crosses paths with uh, the other person going in the other direction. When I worked as a valet at Rocco's Tacos in Las Olas Boulevard in Fort Lauderdale, I used to drive a few of those cars. Some of them I would sit in them for an extra minute and just envision myself owning it. Having driven seemingly every car under the sun, every type of car you can think of, the best feeling I had was sitting in those S600s. Close the door. It's soundproof. You can't hear anything outside. It's totally quiet. You're completely immersed. The seat is the most comfortable seat you've ever sat in. 
and they even have a massager where it can massage you and your entire back. I mean, neck, lower back, legs, it heats up, it cools, it has an air-conditioned seat. It's the best seat you've ever sat in. And you just feel like you're driving on a cloud. One day, one of the regulars came into the Rocco's and asked me to drive him to the beach because he was hammered. <laughs> and his friends were hammered. So uh, he asked me to drive him to the beach and then I could just bring the car back. And out of all of the cars it could have been, even for him, he had 13 or 14 different cars uh, that he himself came in. But that day, he had my dream car, that Mercedes S600, double AMG. And when he handed me the keys and I got in the driver's seat to drive them to the beach, my brain just started tingling. I felt like it was the universe telling me that I'm on the right path. I drove him to the beach, dropped him off. And after dropping him off, I had the opportunity of driving back from the beach all by myself in my dream car. The car was like sitting in a cloud and flying. My brain was tingling. I was having almost an out-of-body experience in this moment of driving down Las Olas Boulevard in this dream car. And if you've ever driven down Las Olas Boulevard and you pass all of the yachts, all of the mansions, I think they call it Millionaire's Row. Uh, I know Dwayne Wade lives in there and a bunch of others. Um, It's a beautiful, beautiful stretch of land uh, for the luxurious Uh, Those yachts, I mean, millions and millions of dollars, those yachts. So it's driving down this with that scene in a soundproof car by myself. I turn on the radio. Pursuit of Happiness by Kid Cudi is playing. I just go into another reality at this point. And it was a profound moment. And this moment that I had driving down in Atlanta brought me back to that. And it's like, when I looked at that car, it was like, that is who I never became. They made all the different decisions that I didn't make. You think of a movie, um, everything everywhere all at once, you know, infinite universes. And you start to think about different dimensions and stuff. And you look at the the Congress hearing of the unidentified flying objects and them talking about different dimensions and some of the sightings that they've had feel like it was just a shadow from another dimension, which is kind of crazy to think about. But we have to have a deep veneration for the universe that we do not have it all figured out. And I also ask myself, as I'm here right now, why did I want that car? A material possession that I won't be able to take to my grave. It won't allow me to live a day longer. Laying in that hospital bed, I came 
to see that chase of that car from a new perspective. That was my ego chasing a trophy. It was material validation. And it was one I, you know, I did have on my dream board and I've kept my dream board. It's filled with material goods. It sits in storage now. It's not hung up on my wall. I don't look at it every day um, like I used to. Um, it created a stress on myself, filling it with I have to's or I should be doing this, feeling guilty for not working 24-7, even though on some days I did. And I neglected sleep a lot which was disrespecting who I was as an individual. By lacking sleep caused even more anxiety, even more mania, because I wasn't allowing my mind to live fully. I wasn't respecting the other parts of myself. I was letting my ego dominate my life chasing after material possessions get rich or die trying lifestyle and i've said it before and i'll say it again ryan died in that hospital bed the person who came out of that experience was born anew so get rich or die trying i felt like i died trying and then you think of the question, what is rich? You know, that old Bob Marley quote, what is rich to you? What is richness? Money, does money make you rich? Or does the energy you give others? And you look back at those concerts that they were having and those concerts where they didn't even speak the same language. It was just about the energy. Now reading Eckhart Tolle, he talks about our being is more than the thoughts we have. Our thoughts are from our environment. These words are learned from external sources. Our being is more than that. It's more than we can consciously know. It's further and beyond. How many don't remember your dreams exactly? What happens in this time? Where do we go mentally? Why is our brain activity more when we're sleeping than when we're awake? When we're awake. Talks of, Eckhart Tolle talks about being and presence. And being present in the now and how it's an infinite feeling. Our being has unlimited energy. We have to recognize this energy, this universal energy. And it coincides so much of what I've talked about of recognizing the same elements that can be found light years away are within us. And how, and how the universe is conscious 
through human beings. Human beings aren't themselves conscious. It's the universe and environment that allowed for our intelligence to be in this state, to ask questions about it. So the universe is asking questions about itself through us. That we are a part of something that we kind of have this egotistic view of the universe that it is just here to serve us in a way. And it's like, no, we're a part of this universe. We're meant to explore it. Again, the universe exploring itself through us and through others as well. Others, species out there, certainly not alone in this universe. When you see one of anything. No, you see multiples. You see trillions of stars, trillions of galaxies. You don't just see one. What is this thing we call, what's our definition of universe? So reading his book, The Power of Now, validated the view I have of Bliss and it being potential energy stored inside the chemical makeup of every living creature in the universe. We just have to recognize it. That energy will take you along your own individualistic path for better or worse. Life just is. It's us who define words like good or bad, easy or hard. That's our choice to attach those words. Life just is. Whatever can happen will happen. We either go with the flow and that flow of external energy as well as the energy coursing through you. That's infinite. Your body, just a container, is finite. It ages. It's prone to injury and fatigue. But that universal being inside never tires do your thoughts ever cease how hard is it to control your thoughts every single second of every day how many thoughts did you have during that question alone the mind wanders and wanders going from one thought into the next without control who is this lunatic and what does he want <laughs> why am i thinking those words about myself as I look into the mirror? Why am I choosing to think about myself when I look at a picture of my body? That's not who you are. That's a mere physical manifestation that is beholden to this reality. Who you are fully is so far beyond that one physical avatar, if you will. Your being extends into something more, something we can't fully comprehend ourselves, something we're still studying. Where is it our mind goes when we dream? Is that not just as real as our experiences here in this reality? We don't always remember our dreams. Some will say they never have, but doesn't mean there isn't more brain activity than when we are awake, which is proven through the use of MRI and CAT scan technology. Which is to say, I don't think humans are intelligent 
enough yet to fully understand the totality of our mind, the vast power the brain has. We're learning more every year, and that's the beauty of it. Continue to have a deep veneration for the universe and stop being so egotistical that we have life all figured out. We absolutely do not. To adapt a more growing mindset, change and adapt new information. Never not learning, which is exactly what I experienced this past weekend. This past weekend, I went to Atlanta for a photo and video shoot. And while I was there, Dragon Con 2023 was going on. Now, I had never even heard about Dragon Con before and had no idea it was going on while I was down there. But there was a universal push for me to go there. Spontaneous flood of energy pushed me and I became water and allowed myself to go with the current, not knowing where I would end up. I fly into Atlanta Friday night, having just bought my plane ticket a week before, thinking that I would be in Cannon, Georgia, which is far away from about an hour and a half out of Atlanta the entire time. I thought I was going to be there the entire time, but that was not the case. I ended up getting to go to this Dragon Con event on Saturday and Sunday and grateful to Molly Wu for pushing me to get the ticket to and getting the ticket to go to this event as it was really revolutionary for me. So not only did I not know about this event, I had never even been to a Comic-Con type of an event before. I was blown away speechless. I don't know if I said two words the entire first day I was there. You know, I did talk to some people, but I had no idea where anything was. The first thing I did when I arrived was get my pass, and then I headed to the 10 a.m. parade, which showcased a bunch of cool floats and costumes. Um, there was a DeLorean from Back to the Future, the truck from Twister, the Ghostbusters car, someone riding a bike with E.T. Uh, there was just a bunch of stuff in this parade. It was awesome to see. Um, you know, I walked into the first hotel and it was like escaping reality. Um, the entrance hall just goes all the way up. However many floors the building was, you know, 40, 50 floors. I don't know. And then there was this just wide open space and the excited energy was palpable. There were people who had waited for this event all year long, many coming every single year since 1987. And I had just learned about this event the night before. 
I was completely awestruck for the first time in a long time. You know, I'm actually trying to remember a time where I felt like this, but I can't recall it. It was the spontaneity of it all. And just accepting it. I felt that the universe brought me here for a reason. All of the circumstances. And it, it's like the butterfly effect, right? It's one thing leading to another, leading to another, leading to another. There's just, there's just so many things that led up to this moment. You know, I think of Charlie passing. And I, I really think that was a big thing. I mean, I wouldn't definitely have, I wouldn't have gone if that, you know, it's just one of those things that I really just look back on and I'm just, you know, again, grateful for, you know, don't be sad that it's over. Be grateful that it happened. Be grateful that you had those experiences with that person that they gave you that energy while they could. And again, it doesn't go away when their physical body is no longer here. That energy transcends, transforms. It's that state of being that transforms, lives on. What effect do you want to have on others? All of the circumstances that led to this moment, the spontaneity of it, positive and negative, again, are subjective terms. Life just is. Life isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. So often we have blinders on, focused on whatever it is we want. I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to. We become blinded to what is right before us. After the parade, I went to the first of three connected hotels where the conference was. I walked 10 miles the first day alone, going between the three hotels, just cycling through and just trying to figure out where everything was. I had no idea like what this was at all. And I was just trying to see everything and everyone. I was just incredible going around, taking photos and videos of various costumes. People were so nice and giving with their time, taking pictures with anyone who wanted to take their pick, not asking anything in return, just spreading good vibes. I was awestruck. The second day, I went to Amara's Mart or America's Mart. Um, I had gone the first day, uh, waited over an hour, not realizing that it closed at 7 p.m. So I only had about an hour in there. So it was like waiting an hour to only get an hour. Uh, didn't really <laughs> catch that, but uh, didn't really get a chance to see everything in the four floors of this building. So on the second day, that was the first place I went to. I saw that it opened at 10 a.m. I got there at 10.20 a.m. And still, 
waited over an hour and a half to get in. I can't imagine how early people must have gotten there. Just crazy the, the number of people that were at this event. Someone said over 85,000 people were in attendance. Um, I, I don't know how to verify that, but yeah, that's what I had heard several times. So um, waited an hour and a half, got inside Ameris Mart, America's Mart, whatever it's called. Um, there were four huge floors filled from end to end with various booths of artists. Talked to a lot of people in there, got a lot of business cards, met a lot of cool, interesting people, artists, small artists, self-published authors. Talked to one guy and he said he knew of artists that waited eight years to get a booth there. Uh, he had been coming every year since 1996 and he had waited like three or four years uh, before getting a booth. So just incredible the conviction that these artists had with their work of trying to get at this place. Um, and having walked around there and seeing the number of sales happening, I can see why there is such a long wait list. But for me, what struck me most was the number of self-published authors having booths there, talking about their books and trilogies. It was really cool. Uh, for this experience, I was a student, you know, an avid learner. So I didn't talk about my books hardly at all. I wanted to hear about their stories and their perspective on everything. So I listened and I listened well um, and just absorbed it all. And that was my real approach here was just learning as much as I can um, and was just blown away uh, again, unprepared, but you know, in a way I was prepared, you know, there was the initial shock of it, but you know, getting over that and just trying to see this from, you know, every perspective I could. So as a self-published author myself, it was really inspiring to see all of these writers come together like this and showcase their books, to hear the excitement they have for their stories, seeing in their eyes the worlds they have imagined. I know the feeling well of escaping reality, living with these characters in your head, going on adventures with them wherever the imagination can lead. And the people attending this conference have refused to let their inner child die. And I absolutely love seeing that it gave me hope. It was a powerful energy there that everyone could feel. I was instantly hooked. And at the same time, kicking myself for waiting this long to go to one of these things. It's like looking back like, duh, why haven't I been going to more of these? But I'm exactly where I am. What happened, happened, and couldn't have happened any other way. If it did, it would be in a, another universe, another, another dimension of space and time. I am here right now, and it's over in a blink of an eye. 
yet it's infinite. That paradox coursing through the veins. <sighs> Even right now, I can feel it. Internal and external energies colliding in this moment. My mind can feel that this is exactly where I need to breathe, where I need to be. My mind can feel that this is exactly where I need to be. The brain tingles. I come back to that night going down Peachtree and seeing that white Mercedes. The other person I thought I was meant to be, he made all the choices I didn't. And he was driving that car. Another space, another time. I am here and I'm grateful to be here exactly where I am. Because I just wake and be. Not be happy, not be this or that, just be. This morning, I took a deep inhale in through the nose. And exhaled slowly out of my mouth three times. Feeling that energy. Being present in the moment. Not living in the past, not living in the future. Looking at this with infinite possibilities. Realizing I am more than I could ever be consciously aware of. Where does the mind go when you sleep? Why is it more active when we're sleeping than when we're awake? This trip was an exemplification of that. Yes, I may be behind in some areas, but I feel like I'm ahead in others. I'm still learning, still adapting, still figuring out who I am. I think we will spend our entire lives figuring out who we are, who we fully are, what our full potential is. We have so much energy within us, it's hard to even fathom, let alone fully understand and understand how to use it positively, passionately. That energy doesn't age, doesn't get old. Energy cannot be destroyed or created, only transformed from one form to another. And talking about changes. I've said how powerful this trip was and the spontaneity of it that just sparked something and it pushed me to change. And one of the changes I made recently is to my socials. I know that sounds a little ridiculous, but I had to get rid of the acronym NFT from the Bleece socials. 
I am now at Blease Art on all socials, including Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. That is B L E A C E Art, A R T, on all socials. I had made those accounts in 2021. Um, Blease NFT was something I could get on all platforms. I try to be consistent across all of them to make it easier. Um, but I feel like it's really hindered me. And this latest episode with Mr. Beast and the Creators League, I just realized how far away uh, public perception is on this um, and the psyche of the populace. So you have to learn and adapt. I still believe in blockchain technology and I believe in the ethos of NFTs where digital creators have full autonomy over their work and can connect directly with their fans. And I'm not going away. It's not saying I'm going away from the people I've connected with in any way, shape or form. But what I want with please is to connect. And I feel like having that has really hindered me and i noticed you know scoffs uh being called out uh having nft in my name when i comment on twitch and tiktok uh in instantly dismissed i see how people oh one two three i'm grateful to be recording this episode episode 34 and spending time with you. I appreciate everyone who takes the time out of their day to listen to this podcast. It really does mean a lot. We have recently hit over 600 listens, 600 downloads of the podcast. I just appreciate everyone. This is beyond anything I could have expected. Uh, like I said at the top of this episode, um, still don't know where I'm going with this but I do hope it's been insightful. I do hope it's been helpful, entertaining at least. Um, feel free to let me know. Again, I'm at Blease on all socials. Reach out to me. Let me know what you're liking, what you're not liking. Um, give a follow on Twitch. Come hang out in the live chat. Uh, we'll be streaming on YouTube as well. Indefatigable Artist Podcast on YouTube. Um, Blease on YouTube. I have two channels at Blease Art on TikTok, at Blease.com on TikTok. I have two um, profiles there as well as I try to do. Uh, I do different things. You know, we've got the trippy videos and we've got uh, me talking on things. And I've got some new plans for the, the live stream that I'm very excited about. And again, it's to these changes and like figuring out who I am. And how best I can spend my time. Again, who am I? What do I want to put out? And where can I focus my limited time? I have a finite amount of time. And I feel like I have spread myself thin. It's coming back to my creative roots. Figuring out what I can best offer this planet. And those around me. What? is the best effect 
that I can have on those around me in the present moment and those I have yet to meet. I am first and foremost a poet, a writer, a multimedia artist, and universal creative. I want to connect with as many people as I can. And if NFT is tainted as much as it is right now, I needed to make a change. I can't let the actions of so many bad actors hurt my reputation too. Maybe in five to 10 years, the shadow over NFT will dissipate. But a lot has to happen. And there is a lot of federal cases still lingering that will drastically impact the crypto markets, which are already fragile and can peak or plummet at any second of any day. It's 24-7, 365 days a year, non-stop. Just to say, there are too many bad looks for the word, and word association is very strong and can evoke strong emotional triggers. The one NFT has on the populace is a very strong negative connotation. Bleece was around before NFTs, and I also don't want to be exclusively tied to just one form of art. Yes, I still have NFTs. Am I going to be minting more in the future? Yeah, probably, but it's not my entire brand that I have been working on for over a decade. I will be updating how these changes impact my growth on various platforms. I have created four new scenes on Twitch and will be going live there as much as I can. Um, I have some fun new things planned for the stream. I'm going to be doing more live readings of both my work and books that inspire me. Uh, we'll talk about different words and stuff. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, have some fun things planned. Poetry readings with some trippy meditation animations I've created. I am going to be doing a step-by-step -step approach to virtual reality, trying to teach others I know about VR and how it can help them expand their creativity. Again, answering the questions of what is it I want to be doing? Who is it I want to be in every waking moment? Who am I? What am I going to leave behind? Am I in control of my thoughts? Or are my thoughts controlling me? I'm still discovering who I am. And I'm grateful for those who have known me in the past. Grateful for those energies colliding with me now. And those in the future I have yet to meet. Let us continue to go further. One step at a time. And if this is my last episode ever, and one of those times, that will be true. So I want to say it now, because if not now, when? But I just want to say, before I go, one last thing. And if it's the last thing I ever say, I want it to be this.
Thank you for listening. Be sure to like and comment. It's free to support. A like and a share goes a long way. Softcover novels, audiobooks, and ebooks available at Blease.com. Let's go further together. One step at a time.